And today, yeah, uh, I will uh, direct to my point. Uh, we have here today the message that the Lord has given to us. And I do believe for us as a preacher, uh, we're not only the one that the Lord is speaking, and I know that the Lord is speaking to you as well. And it's the good thing uh, when we have uh, the message from God, I do believe in this quotation, that we cannot give what we don't have, right? We cannot give what we don't have. And this is the good things that we have from the Lord, the ministry or the service in preaching the good news, because I do believe this is the great commandments, or this is the great commission that the Lord has given to us in the book of Matthew chapter 28, to disciple of all nations. And I do believe also that the Lord himself is our great teacher who will teach us all truth today. And we have here, or I have here, the message titled, Walk in Total Obedience. And I got the passage from Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 12. It is a long passage, but bear me to read this one. It says there, It came to pass after the things that God tested Abraham, and said to him, Abraham, and he said, Here I am. Then he said, Take now your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah, and offer him there as burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. In verse 3, So Abraham rose early in the morning and saddled his donkey, and took up his young man with him and Isaac his son. He and he split the wood for the burnt offering, and arose and went to the place of which God has told him. In verse 4, Then on the third day, Abraham lifted his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said to his young man, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I will go yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood, the burnt offering, and laid it on Isaac his son. And he took the fire in his hand, and a knife, and the two of them went together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father. And he said, Here I, here I am, my son. Then he said, Look, the fire, the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide for himself the lamb of a burnt offering. So the two of them went together. Then came, they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built an altar there and placed the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife and slay uh, his hand. But the angel of the Lord called him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. So he said, here I am. And in verse 12 and in last verse of the passage that we will study today, and he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And here uh, I will give you some um, for the flow or the sequence of the topic that we will have today. It's good for us to follow uh, when we study the word of God. We have here the outline first. We have the introduction then we will have the word definition. Then number three, uh, we have the four points that we will answer the question what. 
how, who, and when. And the last one, to, uh, to sum up our topic, we have our conclusion. We will, uh, I will have or present some uh, brief introduction about the passage that we read uh, in Genesis chapter 22. And it happened there that the Lord commanded or asked Abraham to offer his son Isaac. Isaac. And here in chapter 22, we will, give, uh, we will go back at first when God called Abraham in chapter 12. Uh, where God called Abraham in chapter 12 to leave his uh, land, the, the country, the Haran, to go in the land that the Lord promised to him, and that is Canaan. And it happened when, the, when Abraham encountered the Lord, not only that the Lord called him, the Lord made a covenant to Abraham that he promised that we, he will inherit his kingdom, that the Lord will bless Abraham to the thousand of generation. And of course, here we can see, we, uh, as we read the Bible, the promise there is to give uh, uh, Isaac to Abraham, his son, to fulfill the promise. And in that time, for Abraham, it's not easy for him to believe because in that time, when the Lord called him and promised uh, Abraham to have this promised son, he's about 75 years old that time. And imagine that age and it happened, you know what, where the passage came from, to God nothing is impossible. That uh, word derived the quotation or the, the, the text that with God nothing is impossible. Because that time, uh, Sarai, the wife of Abraham, is uh, just like, is, she is not able to give birth because of its age. That's why the Lord uh, revealed himself that he is the God doing things impossible, turning it to possible. And one thing that is so good, that uh, Abraham obeyed the Lord, that Abraham had faith in God, that's why he accounted righteous. And that is the good thing. Uh, and we will learn in this passage that uh, we will be just like Abraham, of having the faith or, or having the kind of obedience uh, he has. From the word total obedience or to walk in total obedience, Abraham portrayed or gave as an example of this message that he walked in total obedience. First, as he uh, left his country, it's not easy, right? Because in the place that you are there before, is that, is, that is your comfort zone. That is the things that you are uh, uh, familiar of the things that you're doing. And you know what? Before I proceed... I encountered that and I experienced that when God called me and sent me here in, in Canada and to be specific in Slave Lake to be with my husband, uh, with my family. Of course, it's not easy for me to, to leave the, the country, my own native land, Philippines. Yeah, I love my country. Yeah, you know what? It's not easy. And the thing that it's not easy for me, not to leave that country, but to leave the things that I'm doing there. Because to God be all the glory, I've been doing the ministry for about uh, 15 years. And you know what? That is my comfort zone. That is the thing that I used to be. That is the thing that I, I love doing. In a, uh, because when I'm in the ministry, I work in a full-time ministry. Every day, every minute, I'm doing preaching, teaching, and uh, ministering, and uh, mission. And of course, when God uh, asked me 
to leave that country, it's not easy for me and it happened, you know what? Uh, I didn't know that and my husband didn't believe that uh, I've been suffering for a depression. But you know what? God is so faithful. He delivered me. You know what depression? I remembered when Pastora, Pastor Marisa tackled about that lesson, about depression. We're not, uh, be, uh, we're not complacent that we Christians will not, uh, will not encounter that. You know what? Because I've been there in depression in a way that you can see me smiling, but inside of me. There is a, I, there's a sadness or something that is not going uh, well in my heart. And you know what? That time when we arrived here uh, last year, October, uh, it's been uh, a long time for how many months? Maybe six or seven months. I've been doing day, night, and night, day. Yeah. Because that is the, the time in the Philippines. I'm struggling in that situation, but you know what? Every time I come before the Lord asking Him His guidance, as I uh, always doing this to come before Him in prayer, asking His grace to enable me to do His very will because it's not easy for me. It's not easy for me and it happened to Abraham that it's not easy for him to leave his own country, right? His own land. In a way that he, is, uh, he was comfortable in that place. And of course, carrying all the stuff. It's not easy, right? But you know what? The good news that this song, uh, the Lord um, inspired me. And the Lord encouraged me. And it's not an accident for this message, the song, that I will never walk alone. Yeah. And when I heard that song, I claim it that, and I always declare it, Lord, I will never walk alone. I am confident that you, will, that you go before me. And you know what? Thank God. To God be the glory that the Lord never abandoned me. And this message, I do believe, we had encounter or we are encountering this kind of situation in our lives. When God asking you to uh, withhold or to give up something, and this is the message of God to us today, to walk in total obedience. And I have here today the word definition. I know it's, it's easy to define words, and we have our own definition uh, about this world. Word, first, the word total. What the, uh, the word total means, it means to comprising or constituting a whole entire, involving a complete unified effort, especially achieve a desired effect, absolute, all-out, complete obedience. That is the word total means. Then another, the word walk. What is the word walk means? To pursue a course of action or way of life, conduct oneself, behave, to be uh, or act in association, continue in union, to move in manner that is suggestive of walking, to move about in visible form, appear. It is an, an action word in a way that uh, we have the title to walk in total obedience. It's just like the, the way that we will uh, walk or something that there is an action in it. Then the last word is the word obedience, and I have here, the definition of the word obedience in Greek word, because the New and uh, the Old Testament, yeah, it is written in Hebrew word. It is good for us 
to interpret or to acknowledge the word of truth, we need to get uh, its uh, original language. And the Old Testament is written in Hebrew and Aramaic word. And in the New Testament, it is written in Greek word. And I have here the Greek word of the word obedience means hupako. It means attentive hearkening. That is uh, by implication, compliance or submission, obedience, make obedient, and obeying. And today, uh, we have learned the definition of this. I want to uh, give a foundation of the topic that we have today. That's why I gave a definition of the word walk, total, and obedience. And here we have uh, these persons or people who gave a big impact of their total obedience to God. And they are the heroes of faith. They are the disciples, the prophets, and the apostles. And you know what? This is the good news. This is the good news that you are. That you are the people you and I will give, will give impact to this world for our total obedience. Is that good? And here I... Um, we need to uh, acknowledge that, uh, of course, uh, there are a lot of definitions that we have in our own about this kind of obedience. And you know what? How important is obedience? How important is this obedience? It's simply, it's easy to say it, but in application, it's hard. Later, we will see why it's, it's getting hard for us uh, to obey or to have this kind of obedience. Because the Lord will test us about this. And the good thing, when we have the message, I always experience, when before I preach the message, the Lord tested me with that message. And after I preach, same. Yeah, and that is the good thing. We have the word of God. And that is our guidelines. And that is our final authority in this word. When God says, amen, he will fulfill what he says. And here... Uh, I have noticed that in this slide, there are three or maybe you have something, but I have here the three kinds of obedience. And the first one kind of obedience is the professing obedience. When we say professing obedience, it's just like you, you only profess it. It's easy to say it, right? Oh Lord, yeah, I, I will follow you. When in the times of trials, when in the time of hardship, how are you? We see that it's not easy, especially when God is requiring us for something that is not easy to give up. When God is something us to withhold that the things that is not uh, pleasing to Him, right? And number two, the kind of obedience that uh, maybe I will personalize this. I have before. That is before uh, the Lord uh, transformed my life. And this is my declaration, I will be, never be the same again. Because when the time that I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, I um, recognize and acknowledge His Lordship in my life. I know it's not easy to say this, but you know what? It's not an instant. It is an overtime from glory to glory, right? As we always asking the grace of God, yeah, the grace of God, that is the definition of the grace. This is the enabling power of God in our lives because apart from Him, we can do nothing. That's why every time in our, in our devotion, we need to come before Him with a humble heart, 
with the faith in our heart, with the obedience, and asking God to give us an obedient heart. Because as the Lord say in His Word, when we hear the Word of God, right? We need to take it. We need to obey. Because the Bible says also in the book of James that we will not only a hearers of the Word, but a doers of the Word. That is the difference between uh, the, the people of God. Yeah. And you know what? The good thing that we have the Word of God, it makes our life easier. Yeah. It makes our life easier. The grace of God enabling us, enable us to do His very will. We ha I have here the second one kind of obedience, and that is the conditional obedience. That's why I gave it to you. I experienced it. I experienced it because when I was a child, and I know some kids uh, maybe <laughs> doing this, before they obey, they ask for something. Yeah. Oh, mama or uh, mommy. Yeah, I will obey, but first buy me something. And it happened, right? Even I, when I, uh, of course, it's not, it's not bad for me because that is called personal relationship. And that's what we have from the Lord. And that kind of relationship that uh, we have from the Lord is the kind of relationship that God wants us to be uh, His Father uh, to us, yeah, to give uh, our hearts or to open our hearts to Him. The conditional obedience is just like, uh, what if the Lord will not give it? Your prayers, you will not obey. We will not obey. And this is a challenge for us. And I have this quotation, I've learned uh, one of my mentor that, um, yeah, he said this quotation, that obey first before you complain. Why I knew this one? Because I am the one. Yeah. Every time I am complaining, I have a lot of words to, to, to tell some, uh, yeah, I am that kind of person before. I always complaining before I, I obey. And you know what? The time when I've learned this, uh, it's not easy for us to receive some rebukes. To receive some correction, right? It's not easy. And you know what? The good things about the word of God, this is the word of truth. It's not us as preachers who will tell you this, these things to you. It's the word of God. The Lord himself is speaking to us. And I know the Lord is gracious. And I know the Lord is faithful and good. That is uh, he's always there for us. Yeah? To uh, give us, to give us all these uh, things uh, that is good for us, and I know that uh, the Lord is the one who uh, first planned to give us uh, an abundant life, right? Okay. And the last one is the true obedience, and I saw this kind of obedience in the life of the wise man when the Lord called he, them to uh, to uh, to go in the place where Jesus birthed. And that time, they do the kind of obedience that even it's so far, they went there in that place. And you know what? This kind of obedience that the Lord wants us, uh, wants us to do is the kind of obedience that the Lord Jesus did. And you know what? The finished product of the true obedience that the Lord Jesus did is you and me. And here we have 
it's just like a challenge. The question, when we will obey God? When we will obey God? Here, when we are comfortable to obey? Then, when things is good to us? Yeah, it's easy, right? It's easy to obey God when things are good to us, when we want it, when there is a blessing, right? And it's easy to obey God when we like it or feel it. But you know what? It's not the will of God. It's not what pleasing to God. Because here we challenge ourselves in the way that the Lord wants us to walk in total obedience. It's not that we are in, in, uh, in the place that we are comfortable. This is the Lord wants us to do. That we will obey Him even when we are not comfortable. We will obey Him when even things is not good to us. We will obey Him even when we don't want it. We will obey Him even when there is no blessing. We will obey Him even when you don't like it or feel it. And we will go through to our main topic today. And that's all introduction for now. And I have here the main point of the topic that we will be focusing or studying is the question how to walk in total obedience to God. You know what? In Christian living, yeah, uh, I know because uh, the Lord when called us from darkness to light, before when we are in the old times, in our old life, right? We are comfortable and we're not uh, aware that the things that we're doing uh, is not good. The things that we're not do, where we are doing, it's not the will of God. It's not in the will of God. We are comfortable in that place. And when the time the Lord called us from darkness to light, there's a big changes or difference. Yeah, we're struggling, right? We're struggling because that time uh, we're doing things without any cautions or we're doing things in our own. But when we are in God, do we need to ask God first? Oh, I know this. This is my life. This is my role. But remember, when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives, right? He's the Savior that is not only the Savior, but the Lord in our lives. In a way that we will always remember that this life is not belong to us. It's belong to God. It's belong to God. And today, we will answer the question, how we will walk in total obedience. And we will go back to the passage after so many years, about 25 years, the Lord promised to Abraham, the son Isaac. And in verse 18, in, in chapter 18 in Genesis, the promise fulfilled. The Lord gave Isaac to Abraham, the promised son. And one day, the Lord is requiring his son. Maybe that time Abraham said to, Lord, to the Lord, are you kidding? But it doesn't mention in the Bible, right? Abraham walked in total obedience. We see in that passage, we see in the passage that early in the morning, without any complaints, without any questions, Abraham walked in total obedience. He responded to the call. He responded or he answered the command of the Lord. He obeyed the command of the Lord to offer his son. 
And you know what? Offering in that times, in the old times, is this just like today? Oh, yeah. But it's biblical that we offer some monetary in the church. Because it's biblical, it happened in the old times. When God concentrated this, uh, this re, uh, the tribes of Levi, where these uh, people will be in the church to minister, the church do the service. And it happened, that is the, the, the truth that the Old Testament is the shadow of the New uh, Testament, of what we are today. And you know what? The good things and the good news that the Lord every time when uh, he called for some offering, it's not our resources. It's not our possession. It's not the things that you have that matters most in the heart or, or in the eyes of God. It is our life. It is your life itself. The best offering that we can offer to God. And Abraham, Abraham did it. The most beloved, his most beloved son. His son Isaac, the promised son for about 25 years that he waited for, for him. Then one day the Lord asked Abraham or required Abraham to offer his son. And the offering there is not just like uh, to bring a person or something in the church. It's about dying. It's about dying. That Abraham, before he, he will offer Isaac, Isaac must die. That is the offering. That is the worship. And Abraham, as an acknowledgement or had the acknowledgement what the Lord wants, wants, uh, wants him to do. And it's not easy for him, yeah. Because we too are parents, right? Even if you have a lot of children, and of course, we're not, I'm not telling this, it's a real story that sometimes we have children that uh, is so good in vice versa. Yeah? <laughs> the, your child that, that is, uh, uh, makes you uh, hallelujah to the Lord. <laughs> and one day the Lord asking you to offer him. Oh yeah, Lord, get, get him, get him. <laughs> of course, we will not do that, right? We will not do that. Hallelujah. Because you know what? Because that is a gift from God. Amen? Amen. It's good for us every time the Lord uh, allowing Him, His presence to move in the midst of us. Because I do believe in Psalm 123 verse, 127 verse 3 that every child is a gift comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. That every child is a gift comes from the Lord. In a way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a gift. That's why when uh, your child or children is with you today, can you tell him or her, you are a gift. Hallelujah. You are a gift. Amen. Hear how we walk in, in total obedience with God, to God. Abraham offered his son Isaac. He struggled, but he do this kind of obedience, the total obedience. Here we have the number one point, Walk with Jesus. Yeah. We have the passage here. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 24, it says here, Then Jesus said, uh, then Jesus said to his disciple, If any of you wants to be my follower, 
you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. This is the truth of following Jesus. Yeah. To walk it with him, we have a great illustration in this life. The Lord Jesus himself, his finished works at the cross of Calvary, that he made us not only righteous, to have a guidelines in this life. To follow him is just like to do what he did. It's not easy, but we thank God for his word. We thank God for his word that encourages us, that inspires us to do his very will. And you know what? Walking in the life of Jesus, it's not just like the real ministry or the real uh, story of the Christian life. It's not inside the church. Our real battle is outside the church. In a way that in application of the things that we, have or that we all uh, learn in the church, in the life of Jesus, we need to apply it. And as our aspiration or be as our aspiration, that the face of the Lord will shine on us. Amen. And this world will know who is the Lord in our lives, right? Because it says in the quotation that actions speak louder than voice. It's easy for us to declare, oh, I am following the Lord. I am Christian. I am born again. I am a pastor. I am a worker in the church. It's easy. But how this world will know the best preaching ever is the life that transforms. It's our lives that transform. Amen. And you know what? This is the good news. This is your time. And this is our time to arise and shine, right? This is our time to arise and shine that the face of the Lord will shine on us. That this world will know who is the Lord. Hallelujah. We tried a lot of times. We do this every time. Every January 1st. That we may we make some New Year's resolution to change our lives, our lifestyle. Every year we do that. But what happened? From the word means, means again, again and again. But you know what? There are no strategies or methods for us to transform. And the real story or the truth for us to transform is to walk with Jesus. Because you know what? Jesus overcame this world. We will too overcame this world. And this is the good news that we are more than conquerors, that we are an overcomer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the Lord. And as we follow the footsteps of our God, yeah, we will face a lot of tribulations. We will face a lot of, of challenges, what Jesus had experienced in his, in his ministry. But later, we will see the promise. The number two, I will not elaborate more about this. I allow the presence of God and I do believe that he's the one who will ministering to each one of us today. Number two, how to walk in total obedience to God. We have all before I, uh, I gave some illustrations of these heroes of faith who give or give an impact in this world that turns this world upside down 
And even today that we had, we have uh, studied their lives, right? And here we have the second point, how to walk in total obedience, walk in the Spirit. What does it mean to walk in the Spirit? And this is the thing that the Lord wants us to, to uh, remind and uh, He wants us to acknowledge that this life is composed of three things. The body, the soul, and spirit. When the Lord created man in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve, He breathed them. He breathed Adam in his nostril, and the Lord gave that life. And that life in Greek word means zoe. That means the everlasting life, the life of God. And it happened, of course, everything is from God. And from the beginning, from the foundation of the world, that the Lord has a big and best plan in the life of the people, of His people. And it happened there that this kind of life that man has, in that time, Satan is not it. He deceived Eve, right? And it happened, sin came. Sin came, it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. And it says in Romans 6, 23, that the wages of sin is death. Death means it's not the physical death that we will all die. It's the spiritual death. The separation between God and man. And it happened that time, this spirit, there's a, there's a great impartation, yeah, happened. When God created man, he imparted his life. And when sin came, Satan's life came to people. In a way that sometimes that we need to understand, we, did, uh, we will not judge people how they act, how they uh, behave. Because it is truth that they did not know. That's why we are here today for them to understand. We are here today for them to draw them near to God, to win them to God. Walk in the Spirit. This Spirit uh, was separated from us because of sin. And the good news for us today is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. And here in Galatians chapter 5, we can see here, and uh, it is more uh, precise and clear, to identify why sometimes it happened to, to the life of Paul? When we, he wants to do something that he wants to do, but the things that he, he wanted to do, it's the thing that he's doing, right? Because of the sin that is entangling him. And here, we will see the, the visible work of the flesh are, I say then, walk in the spirit, and you shall not fulfill the last of the flesh. And we will have here for the enumeration of the last of the flesh is stated in the Bible, written in the Bible, for the last of flesh against the spirit, it is a big, there is a big contrary or contradict about walking in the spirit and walking in the flesh. For the, ple, for the flesh lasts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. That you do not do things that you wish, but you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And it says here, now the work of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, 
fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contention, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissension, hearses, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And this is the good news for us, believers of Christ, followers of Christ, children of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. And this is the good news. We have this in our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Let us give a clap of praise to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. To walk in total obedience, that we need to walk uh, fully and totally depending on what God wants us to do. That's why we have the Word of God as our guidelines in this life. Because, you know what? This is the, the, the great things that we have today. The love letter of God, His Word to us. Because He don't want us to suffer. He don't, he don't want us to, um, to be uh, in the place where He don't like us where we are today. He wants us to be with Him. Amen. He wants us to be with Him. And today, how to walk in total obedience. Here there are biblical truth that I want to present and I will end this um, preaching. The biblical truth about obedience that uh, we can see this in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 in verse uh, 1 to 68. From verse 1 to 15, the truth there that there's blessing in obedience. There are blessings in obedience. And the vice versa of the things in Deuteronomy 28 from verse 15 to 68, that there are curses in disobedience. Thank God for this message. He wants us to remind to live or to walk in Him in total obedience. Of course, we're not doing these things just like the professing or conditional obedience uh, that we will gain for something, we will do or we will obey God because this is His very will in our lives. And what pleases Him is for us to have the obedient heart. And before I um, conclude or close this um, message, I will give some or my testimony about this matter of walking in total obedience. First, yeah, when I went here, it's not easy, but I thank God. Um, I am an overcomer. Uh, I'm not struggling now because the Lord gave me the message that uh, in Isaiah chapter 43, the season of new beginning. And I know this season um, God prepared to me is the season of my new beginning in the journey of a Christian life. And I thank God uh, I have learned a lot in this place, in this town. I am blessed that I'm here uh, in the town of Slave Lake. To God be the glory. This town is a really um, good uh, town. And you know what? For me, uh, in the life of Abraham, there is a Canaan. And there is a Canada, but of course, the blessing of the Lord is not confined in the place. I do believe that the blessings of God is with His in presence. Amen? Walking in total obedience to God, it simply signifies that we are His children. 
total obedience or walking in total obedience to God is a peaceful life. Walking in total obedience to God is a peaceful life. Walking in total obedience to God brings freedom. Walking in total obedience to God brings blessing. Walking in total obedience to God is a must. And walking in total obedience to God must be our heart's desire. Amen? We will desire. And I know we're doing uh, good things, yeah? But we will have this kind of aspiration that we will not settling for good but for the best. And God has prepared something good, something great, best in our lives. And as I close this message, the Lord challenged me in this message in a way it's not only to leave my country, the ministry, the things that I've been doing before, but it's the things that it happened to Isaac to offer his beloved son or his son that he awaited for so long. And it happened here that uh, Isaac must, must die before I, uh, Abraham uh, will offer him. And you know what? What if the Lord commanded us or requiring us to give up something that we love it most? And this is the deception of the enemy for us or to many people. That we are not aware of these things. I had experienced this. Sometimes we love it most or we always remembered the pains, the offense, the rejections, the persecutions, the hardship, the difficulties that we have. I know we experience a lot of this. This is the time for us to give up. This is the time for us to offer it to God. The sin of unforgiveness is not the will of God. Because walking in total obedience is just like giving it all to God. It's just like offering it all to God. I had experienced all this kind of uh, pains. You know what? Pain is inevitable. But I thank God how He delivered me even sometimes in simple things, just like doing like this today, it's just easy for me to come up here and to preach to you people because there are real in this life that uh, one of my fear is to face many people, yeah? Because in my old times, I am a shy person. <laughs> but you know what? God is really good. God is really good. He's amazing God. His grace is sufficient, not only in my needs, but also in your needs. Let us give a clap of praise to the Lord. And today, I thank God for this message. Yeah, the Lord required us to walk in total obedience. Even what areas of your life you are experiencing about this matter, it's hard for you to give up or to let it go. But the Lord is here. The Lord is here today giving us the healing the deliverance, and as he promised, the abundant life. The abundant life is the life that is nothing lacking, nothing missing. This is the good news for us. The Lord Jesus Christ overcame this world. As he says in the book of John chapter 3, verse 16, 
For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that to anyone who believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And in the book of John, chapter 16, verse 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but be of good cheer. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus overcame the world. We as well will overcome this world. Amen. And the last thing, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is the message of the Lord today for us. The life of Jesus itself. To walk in total obedience is the life what Jesus portrayed. In the Garden of Gethsemane, when he prayed that time, he knew what is suffering. He knew what will happen to him. But he said there, Father, no longer my will, but let your will be done. But let your will be done. And this is our confession for today. We will ask the grace of God for us to walk in total obedience. We will confess this quotation or we will confess this. Lord, no longer I, no longer my will, but let your will be done. And today, you receive the blessing of the Lord. With the grace of God, we will walk in total obedience. And you that you are here today, you are in the, dry, in the right track. You did the right thing. And if you want to know more about Christ, we need to acknowledge His Lordship. And today, those who are here, that they want to more about Christ and to live in total obedience or to walk in total obedience, let us have this prayer of prayer of acceptance, acknowledging the Lordship of our God to our lives. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for this day, giving, you, giving us the message to walk in total obedience. We know it's not easy, but with your grace, who will enable us to do your very will. Lord Jesus, I acknowledge you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Make me new and I know that you are the one who will make my life blessed and you are the one who will fulfill your promise in my life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All this, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. 